0: Today's guest is actually a stunt double who loves photography. But the secret twist is a lady who's a stunt double. Today's show, she will share a couple people that she actually doubled on as stunts. Stay tuned and find out more. Hey, hey, everybody, it is Tim Gillette, and we're back here with another episode of the Tim Gillette Show. Today's guest is someone I really, I don't know, I don't know who this person is, but I do know that they're one of the coolest people on the planet. And I know that because I only let the coolest people on the planet on the show. Now, I did do a little research. I did check out her website. I did see a little bit about what she does, but I don't know her story. I don't know where she came from. I don't know what she's doing, how she's doing it. I I know very little, and that's what I like about my show. I get to interview these people and for the first time get the reactions on camera. So if you're watching this on video, you get to see my reactions when they tell me something that's like a wow moment. So today's guest, all right, Dalen Matthews, all right, is someone who found my stuff online and filled out the application. I don't even know how she found me, but I'm going to find out about her. And so are you at the same time. Ready? Here we go. Dalen Matthews, welcome to my show.
1: Hello, Tim. How are you today?
0: I'm good. How are you?
1: Good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited about our conversation. <laughs> yeah,
0: I am too, because I really, I like racking my brain. I, I really don't know how you even found my stuff.
1: <laughs> well, I have a very dear friend by the name of Sandra Robinson.
0: Oh, <laughs> Sandra. Yeah, she's a very she close friend of mine. Off.
1: She sent me off to this really cool friend of hers. Yeah. So. There um, you go.
0: I, I love her. I love her husband. Um, she's about the only person that's ever going to get me on a horse again. So, uh, yeah. Um. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm very dear friends with her husband. I knew both of them back in L.A. before they moved to Texas. So, okay. so yeah, Alan's one of my favorite people, and so is Sandra. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I have loved Alan. I, the first time I ever met Alan was he came to a uh, – he came because she was speaking at one of my conferences, and he came with her. And this is the first time I ever got to meet him. I like I'd never known him. And like now he's like a buddy of mine. I walked down there. Oh Tim, come here, let me show you the project I'm working on yeah. and give yeah. me the tour of the of the ranch again. So yeah.
1: the ultimate MacGyver. Yes,
0: yeah, he is. So yeah. um and he did like Sandra and I did another event together a couple of years ago, and we did a like a pre-video series. Like I drove down to her ranch. All right. We did a video pre pre for it. He ran the camera the whole time. For us. It's like, he you was know, just so cool. Anyway, He's the jack of all trades. <laughs> He's just so good. So, well, uh, you know, so you found me through, Sandra. All right. Uh, I understand. Like, I, I got a little bit by looking at your website. I guess you're into photography or something like that. Tell me about what you do. <laughs>
1: something like that. Well, I actually know Alan because I've been a stop, stop woman for 22 years. Oh, wow. So um, I raised my daughter on my own and um, kind of needed a career that could get me a decent amount of money in a short amount of time so I could be around to raise her and uh, put her through university and let her fly with her wings. And um, I've been a photographer. My first camera was, my first Nikon was at 18. So I've been shooting all my life. Mm -hmm. And I finally, you know, after I've taken care of my daughter, I was like, I can start this other career that I've always been so passionate about. So um, a few years ago, I basically packed everything I had and I went to Europe to try and like make a good that I wanted. And um, so little by little, it's been building, it's been building. Um, But yeah, my, um, actually my father was my impetus and he's been um, losing his eyesight. Um, for the last 15 years mm. and I decided to go see the world so I can send it back to him before he lost his eyesight. Oh, wow. So, and we just lost him. <laughs> so, so, but I, um, I had some really beautiful, I, the service was really beautiful and I had people come up to me and they said, he's been living vicariously through you. So I'm not going to stop. Yeah. He's still with me and I'll go see the world for him. And, and, and I love inspiring other people. So um, my goal is to work with the outdoor industry um, and go to the extremes. There's a shortage of female photographers. There's only like 20% of professional photographers are women and they're shooting portraits and weddings. And so there's only a handful of adventure photographers and I'm kind of using my 20 years of stunt experience to prove that I can, uh, you know go out there and do what the boys do.
0: So, adventure photographers, I'm going to throw a name out and see if by any chance you know this girl. Her name is Allison Delap.
1: I don't. I don't. Another female. That's fantastic. Uh, uh,
0: she actually now I think she used to be a photographer. I know she actually worked on some photography stuff. I think on Sons of Anarchy. I oh, really? Yeah. Um and I knew I met her on on like a motorcycle road trip. I was going out west. She was head niece, and we stayed at the one same campground one night.
1: That's all right.
0: Awesome. And then like yeah, six months later we connected again. She was in Texas and I was at home, so I basically ran out to where she was, connected with her all right and uh, and got to have have dinner with her one night and everything and and see her. She's now since moved on. I think she lives on the East Coast. She's married uh, to a wonderful gentleman. And uh, she she does. I think she works in something with the X, the uh, Overland Expo or something like that. So, hmm. uh, and and sh- so she's into motorcycles.
1: Well, I <laughs> have a PR six hundred sitting in a, my trailer back in yeah. California, Mister. Yeah. So uh, I ride too. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, when you said you know female photographers who is adventure, I'm like, well, oh, that's somebody I know who's adventuresome. Like, and and I you know I met her just because we literally crossed paths staying at the same campsite one night in arizona yeah
1: my my best stories come from the people that i meet along the road
0: yeah uh yeah and that same thing i've you know i mean when i took my that road trip that i took that motorcycle road trip i started here in texas drove all the way up through to seattle over through montana wyoming back down <sighs> through colorado all of that and i met people and like i i met a guy in and in, in uh, Morro bay california Still friends with him. He has a great coffee shop. Still friends with him up there. I met two guys in Eureka, California. Oh, yeah. Like that's like the far, <laughs> far, far corner of California, um, and that was a neat adventure. And that's some beautiful.
1: That's some beautiful. Uh, some some of the most beautiful areas in this country.
0: Yeah, yeah. You so I, I mean, I really loved Montana. I connected. Actually, I have a lady who became a client that I met. At a biker event in it. Well, I was, I, No, I was staying. No, 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 I was staying in Missoula, Montana, uh-huh. and she was from Cowspell, Montana. Uh-huh. She was down at an event that where a lot of guys were coming through on their way to Sturgis. Stopped at it in Montana, and I met her there. She now lives. Uh, she, she lives in in Texas here, married a guy down in uh, like you know the, the center of Texas. I can't think like, like College Town or something like College Station. And it's like that road trip, you know, all adventuresome people Mm -hmm. that I met along the way.
1: I learned how to ride a horse in Kalispell. Yeah. I worked on a cattle ranch up in Libby, Montana. So right right outside Kalispell. I love that area.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, this girl had a, um, that girl up there, she had a a mobile, she was partners with a girl and had a mobile uh, van doing like a mobile coffee shop. So basically she had a van set up at this truck or, or this biker thing. Making, right. making espresso drinks for people. That's how I met her. And yeah, of course I'm into espresso. So i like, yeah, I got that. Anyway. <laughs> Isn't it funny though, how we will meet people along yes. the way because we're on an adventure called life. Right. And I, I get that feeling. You're the same way. You're on an adventure called life. Right. And
1: I always say that, you know, I take pretty pictures, but it's the stories mm-hmm. that make my memories. I, I have so many incredible people, um, i I recently left georgia Mm -hmm. and um ended up coming here to detroit where i am right now with my family and um i i did you know road trip camping all the way from atlanta up through tennessee and kentucky and west virginia and ohio and i stopped in this coal coal area west Mm -hmm. virginia yeah. and this little barbecue place i mean you can appreciate the barbecue thing so i was like i'm leaving the south i gotta get some good barbecue for days i was like searching for barbecue and this one day i was just like looking for this campground and i came across this little like oh i wish i could remember the name of it. it's like you know chili corner or something like that and the woman that i met there like she was very like she had this amazing personality like really big like rhinestone eyeglasses and you know her fingernails painted like some crazy color and just sweet as can be that southern hospitality that you get and she sat and talked to me and she is an advocate for feeding the children in the area because Mm -hmm. it's such a poor part of this country Mm -hmm. that she'll try and like she does a lot of she homeschools her children But she grows her own food and she'll get, you know, from local farmers, she'll get some produce to take to these children who their parents have some sort of drug addiction and they're not present and or they're relying on their school meals and the school meals are lacking in nutrition. And it was just incredible because at first glance, I would have never in a million years expected that this was this was. This woman, you know, it was just like and when we when you get closer to people, you know, and actually hear their stories, it's and I have such a knack for like, I don't know what it is, but I open people up and they just tell their stories. <laughs> I'm like, This is incredible. How is it that I've gained their trust in that moment mm-hmm. to, you know, tell me their story? And I told her, I said, I'll come back. And if it helps, she works with the local government, you know, and I said, if it helps your cause at all. I'll come and photograph these children. But, you know, those kind of things that I just happen to be driving by this little cafe. I would have never had this experience had it not been for that moment. So I those love are, those.
0: Yeah, those are adventures that you can't, yeah, you yeah. can't, you can't, uh, you can't look up on a map and go, yeah, yeah.
1: Here. yeah, this is where I'm going and this is what I expect to happen. It's yeah. like so unpredictable and you, it really has um, taught me how to be present You know, in that moment, um, you know, as a photographer, I'm always looking at light and, you know, time of day and weather. And of course, uh, being a landscape photographer, I'm looking at, you know, the overall picture of what I'm looking at. And now that I'm more focused on the outdoor gear industry, I'm I'm needing to photograph people because, of course, in order to advertise their product, you need to put them in the product. Right. And and so now I'm putting people in my landscapes and um so i you know i look at the world a little differently than other people i've been on adventures with my daughter and i've you know stood in the same place with her and i've looked out maybe on something like as epic as the grand canyon
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and you say you know do you see what i'm seeing and she's like not in the way that you see it Mm -hmm. and so you know as a photographer that's my goal is to like you know, encapsulate what my eyes are seeing. So I can, you know, share that with the world.
0: Yeah. So I mean, and I have a friend who did that in film years and years and years Mm -hmm. ago, he, he wanted to be a filmmaker, but God called him to do other things. And um, he ended up working for a mission, uh, like like Ah. a missionary company, and he was going to different, going to different countries with the missionaries Mm -hmm. to do film projects. And his first mission project he went on was to Cuba. And um, he came back from Cuba with this idea and the story he heard this guy tell down there. And he wanted to take and play that guy's talking the story and film it as a series for you to watch while he's talking. And he came to me and he went, you've got the eyes that this guy has. So I want to use you as the younger guy. And I'm not an actor in any way, shape or form. But they, that was a, a meaningful thing because he did exactly what you did. It's like, you know, he found the story and then he came back and put it on film. And the daughter of that man, when she seen it at the missions conference, was blown away, going, How 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 did you take my dad's story and make it I impactful in that. that way? And, yeah. And that's that's well, finding a story. You're used
1: to, yeah, you're used to being on camera. So, mm-hmm. you know, that that for a lot of people, you know, it is I would love to do more um, photojournalism. I'd love to, you know, I love candidates. I love mm-hmm. capturing the story becomes a selfie society that everybody's aware you have a camera and they start posing for you and it's like no 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 no. I want to actually see what's happening I just want to be the fly on the wall and I want to capture this and it's hard to get people to time to allow you you know it, to be to allow you to capture them in their real space mm-hmm. and so I think that you probably brought that to the story yeah. that he may not have been able to do that. had he put him on film? So yeah. that's really beautiful.
0: And it's, it's, it's replaying on my page tomorrow. So those who want to see it, it'll be replaying tomorrow. But anyway, it's also on YouTube. His story is actually on YouTube with my stuff. But anyway, I want to get back to what, you know, what got you into this in the first place. Now, this wasn't your first career. You had a previous career or something before having the daughter.
1: Um, I've, I've always been in the acting world. Mm-hmm. Um and and I've worked behind the scenes as far as production and stuff like that. Um but uh, when I had my daughter, I hadn't been working, and I left an abusive marriage, and I was with this tiny little child, and I had no idea what I was doing, and hadn't worked for a while, and so it was like t- what I call my r- life reassessment times, where you kind of have to sit down and say, you know, what's my next step? What do I do? And for me, and it's I, I meet a lot of people along the way that are kind of at a crossroads in their life, and they're struggling, and they say. And my first question is, what is it that you love? What is it that you love? Mm -hmm. And and so for me, it was like, you know, I have, I'm a little crazy, but the right kind of crazy. (laughs) I'm very athletic, you know, and I love this crazy business that I was in, you know, the film business. And so that's how I came to be a stunt woman. Mm -hmm. And it's people that I meet along the way. People, I can't even tell you. Everyone that finds out that I'm a stunt woman, they say oh my gosh, I've always wanted to be a stunt person. And I'm like, my response is, am I the only person on the earth that didn't want to be a stunt person? But I'll tell you, when I start telling my childhood stories, it's like, Oh yeah. Um I was like the queen of the donuts, you know, I grew up in Michigan and we I could I'd pack everybody into my car and I'd go spin, you know, do three sixties in a parking lot, you know. I was jumping off like framed buildings in our, you know, in the neighborhood. I was, you know, running down the train tracks. It's like the crazy things that I used to do. So it definitely was always in me and it gave me, you know, it's, it's been a great career for me. And, but I've always, you know, I've always had the photography in my back pocket. And the thing that I was afraid of when, when I did my next life reassessment assessment, which was, you know, after I put my daughter through university, it was like, if I do this, am I going to like, you know, you lose your passion. Like if you have a strong passion for something and you make it a job, Sometimes the passion goes away. I never wanted to lose that. I was just like, if if I'm being forced to make money, you know, with my art, am I going to lose that? And it's it's been an incredible journey so far. And I just, and and I was self taught, so um, I don't have my technical skills. I always feel like I need more. I feel like I'm always learning. I'll never stop learning. I have the curiosity of a three year old, Mm -hmm. and so I. You know, for me, it's like I just keep learning more and more, and I keep going out on these adventures because if I want some, you know, client to hire me, if I want Patagonia to hire me, I have to be able to say, Yeah, I'll go freeze my butt off in the Himalayas and I'll, you know, produce the product for you. And so I just recently did um, a backpacking trip to Isle Royale, and I'm usually (laughs) so loaded down with gear that I don't do like ultra ultralight backpacking Mm -hmm. and i was carrying about 50 pounds in the first day i did like nine miles of hiking and that was an adventure but i pushed myself i love to challenge myself um and physically especially um and then i went on and did a solo um canoeing trip to the boundary waters and i was alone on an island and i got hit by a storm and i had a a very, probably the most terrifying night I've ever had. Um, a very harrowing night (laughs) and I didn't know I was going to survive. And I tell you right now on the top of my to-do list is a survival course. So I, am very smart about what I do. I've been doing it for a long time. I do a lot of research. You know, I have a certain set of skills, But when you're put in a scenario like that, you realize which ones are missing. Mm -hmm. And so um, but I love pushing myself. It's something that is kind of, you know, in me. And that makes me the other thing I'll tell you about that night was as a stunt performer. I'm not reckless. I do risk assessment we work so we can, you know, we do a stunt and we break it all down and we do it safely because we have to do it. Take after take, after take. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you get broken, then they replace you. So you want to be able to, you know, do it safely and smart, you know, and have a great, you know, analysis of it before you go ahead and do it. And in laying in my tent that night, it was all about, I never lost my cool. It was just a risk, risk assessment of like, this is what's going to happen. How are you going to get out of it? You know, are you prepared for it? You know, you know, had a satellite in reach with me sending an SOS, you know, it was like I was prepared, but, um, but that's what I want to do. You know, I'm actually looking to do, I have um, um, this Arctic wildlife refuge expedition that I'm looking to be a part of next year. And they need a couple brands to work with that will help. You know, that's what I'm working on right now is like I, I'm seeking a couple brands to work with that will help um, kind of reckon, recommend me for this submission. Okay, so, okay. so that's my present goal at the moment.
0: OK. Um. And and, and it's interesting. You know, what I mean, when you, you first of all, you, you talk about, you know, what I mean, as a kid, you were doing donuts in the parking lot in, in Pennsylvania where I grew up. Uh, Doing donuts in the parking lot was how we learned how to drive in the snow.
1: Exactly. I mean, exactly. That
0: was just part of the education process that dad gave you. It wasn't like, right. do donuts to do donuts. No, you had to learn how to control it, a car in the snow, and if you hit the light pole in the parking lot, you had to fix the damage.
1: Exactly. How <laughs> many ditches did you land in, Tim? One, how many well, ditches? Only two. Oh,
0: that's Only good. two in the snow <laughs> and um it's funny because I you know what I mean? I went my my, my dad passed away in 2011. And I had to go back to Pennsylvania in the dead of winter. <laughs> I hated it, right? Um, After it was, being in Texas. <laughs> yeah. It was, just, it was so frustrating with me that I had to go back there for that. And then I finally get back to, to Texas. And that was the year that the Super Bowl was here. And the ice storm came to Dallas.
1: And it snowed. Oh, yeah, and it snowed
0: and iced. And like the roads were a sheet of ice for like 10 days. And I wrecked two cars in one day. <gasps> You're kidding. And I'm like, oh. one of them was because a lady pulled in, I had a white. I had a white... We, well, it was my father in laws. I had a white um, Bronco, not Bronco, whether well, the Explorer. Oh right? no! And in the snow, a white vehicle in the snow. <laughs>
1: you didn't see. see you.
0: Yeah, they pulled right out in front of me, so I swerved not to hit them, and I would have been better off hitting them. I would have got some insurance money from them.
1: Oh. All right,
0: as opposed to I went around them, and when I and I could lost control of the vehicle and hit a pole.
1: So. Oh yeah. no. Well, at least you weren't hurt. Well, I so. Georgia, I, I've been in Georgia and it snowed um, a couple of years ago and I went out in the snow because I, of course I had to go photograph it and it was so beautiful. And um, and there were people in ditches and spun out and everything. And there's a guy in like one of those big ravines in the median mm-hmm. and he had been spinning and spinning. So uh, I went over there, I said, hey, can I give you can I give you a hand? And he goes, oh, I've called my buddies. They're coming in with a winch. And I just said very, you know, like, do you mind if I just give it a try, you know? And, and like in two seconds, I had him out and I go, you might want to call your buddies and tell them you don't need to be pulled out anymore. But I guarantee you, he did not tell his buddies that a female drove his truck out of the ditch. I guarantee you. Yeah.
0: He's <laughs> at, at, at the first party he went to. Yeah. So this good looking blonde lady just got me out and we're all like, yeah, sure.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> so good times.
0: Uh, and it, you know, it, it's, it's all the things that we do that are like the, the bizarre things that I, you know, I'm not like the adventure, like I want to be in stunts type person. I drove motorcycles. I've got a million miles on two wheels and I only went down one time.
1: Oh my I God. That. That's so great, Tim. That's yeah. so great. You know, um, rubber side down, break. man. Keep it that way. Right.
0: Well, I sold my last motorcycle in 2018. I just haven't bought another one yet. So, mm. but, um, I went down because I I just bought a chopper and I was rebuilding it and had no brakes. And like, I was on a group ride and everybody stopped short. I went, isn't
1: that not the first thing you check before you get on that bike? I had
0: a, I had a rear brake, but my front brakes didn't work. Right, (sighs) Just to be honest. And I bought this bike off of like Craigslist and it was a wreck wrecked chopper. And my friend Faith had this motorcycle group ride thing she did to raise money Uh every year. Right. This was like her second year of doing it. And she went, when I I, I met her up at something and she's well, you got a motorcycle. You have to come on my ride. Right. I'm like, Faith, I don't do group rides. And like, this was like part of a group of friends I had that we always swore we would support each other no matter what we did. And she said, Tim, you swore you would support me no matter what. And I'm like, okay, I'll come on the ride. And then I wrecked and she felt horrible. And I'm like, I told you the bike was not ready for this. <laughs> but. I get, wait a minute. I get up four cracked ribs. I get up and rode the bike home. So picked it up one-handed.
1: See, you're just as tough as a stunt person. There you go.
0: I know. So, and and I, and I was at, well, yeah. And I was at work four hours later.
1: At my job.
0: Ribs wrapped, face bruised. Oh my God. I looked like a stunt person that day. (laughs) I'm telling you. Uh, But anyway, uh, yeah, but I've never got into that. Like, you know, the extreme stuff. Uh, I think I've, I've got like this aversion to pain, you know, um, I stub my, yeah, my toe on like the corner of a chest or something in my bedroom and forget it. Like I'm down for four weeks. Oh, I'm yeah.
1: Oh, it's you boys. You yeah. think you're so tough, right?
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm just not as tough as, as, as everyone else, I guess. Um, and my wife picks on me all the time because I get sick. I'm a baby. She gets sick and like, she gets up and does everything. So, Yeah. <laughs>
1: You're not alone with that. I think there's a lot of men that are like that too. That's why we're such good nurturers as females. Yeah. We, we were put on this earth to take care of uh, you know people so
0: yeah. However, I will say that as a child, we had a, a driveway that was like a slope driveway and we put a ramp on it to ride our bikes down and jump. Yeah, totally. All right so you get that, right? I know my mom will probably tune in today, but my mom, I love I loved telling this story when my mom's around because I tell everybody about how mean my mom was growing up. I jumped off the ramp and sprang my ankle real bad, crawled mm-hmm. to the house, opened the door and like, mom, mom, I hurt my ankle. I hurt my ankle. She came over to the door, pushed me out, shut the door and said, go back outside and play.
1: <laughs> That's the way we were raised. Okay. Dude, did you, you, you grew up in, in Pennsylvania? You had like- Did you have the radio flyer and the death discs?
0: Yes. We still
1: have the steel. And how about lawn darts? I mean, lawn darts. We were talking about this the other day. We're like steel, you know, steel tip darts. And you stand on the other side, like one, two people stand over there, two people stand over there. And you throw these, like, these... Projectiles at each other and hope you don't stab each other. These are, <laughs> these, are these are darts. These are darts. These are darts. <laughs> yeah. Jarts. I think they were called jarts or something yeah. like that. And then those steel discs. Oh my god, that we'd get. You know, you shove yourself down some like icy slope and hope you. And you have no control. It was like tree. <laughs> was yeah. like, how did we survive our childhood? Okay, but did you go skiing? I was, oh yeah, I was a skier. I was a racer.
0: I've done water skiing, but I've never been on snow skis. Yeah. Wait a minute. It gets better. (laughs) I lived on the backside of Camelback Mountain in Pennsylvania and never, literally, I could walk over the back of the mountain to the ski slope faster than I could drive around to get to it. Never on snow skis in my life. Every one of my brothers did, but not me.
1: That's insane. Uh, Well, Yeah. No, I raced and I was born in Michigan. It's like like the flattest state, you know, in the country or whatever. I was born in the wrong state. But yeah, I've skied most of my life. So and water ski, too. We grew up. uh, There's lots of lakes here, too. So we're all we were just talking is so funny. We had a sister. A, a nun show up at the funeral home. We always had my my family's Catholic. We always had a nun in our family. We had this Sister DeSales who we got up on water skis. We got up on, and the other day at the funeral home, this lady shows up and she was Sister um, Bernadette Marie, and she said, "I'm here on behalf of Sister DeSales." I was like, and she goes, "Where's the picture of her water skiing?" I was like. I know it's somewhere or somewhere, but yeah, it's so funny, right? Like, yeah, yeah. we even taught a nun how to water ski.
0: <laughs> that is truly adventuresome. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there, there is there is another stunt woman that I probably would want to interview now. I probably wouldn't have three years ago. I could care less, but I found out over the past year, there is another stunt woman I want to interview. And it's only because I can't interview her husband anymore. And that's Eddie Van Halen's wife.
1: Oh, oh.
0: I didn't know oh,
1: Stina, Oh, yeah,
0: I don't know no. her, but I, I.
1: Not no, not Eddie.
0: Ed, Eddie, well, not he. No, he was married to Valerie. I knew he was married to Valerie, but I didn't know he got remarried. I, I, I didn't follow did his personal life that close. But oh, you, I, after, what's after, her name? Do you know
1: after, her? Name?
0: I don't know her name because
1: uh, Stina is married to Alex. I'm friends with Alex, okay. and I'm trying to think. I'm like, I don't know who it is. I'll. You've got me curious now. I have to figure out who it is. Um, I'm looking, yeah. I'm looking,
0: Janie, yeah. J- Janie, uh, Lisewitz,
1: the Oh yeah. I actually don't know her. I don't know. Oh. her. I wonder how long. Yeah. 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 I don't but know. You can, you, know her
0: but, but you can reach out and get, and get Alex Van Halen on my show. I'll take
1: that. <laughs> He's super cool. We used to go to the racetrack together.
0: No, no, no. That's something I've done. Racetracks.
1: With cars, that is the one cars and motorcycles. Cars. Cars, yeah.
0: I, in Pennsylvania, used to race my friend, drag race my friend's cars because they were scared to get caught. <laughs> I would drag race their cars because I was, I, I I knew how to get away. Okay. Never once got ticketed for drag racing. Um, and, um uh,
1: should I admit uh, what I'm gonna say right go now? Ahead,
0: say it. Come on, this is this who's who's I know, I know.
1: Yeah. Okay, so when I was when I first moved to California, I was young when I moved to California, and I worked um doing valet parking at private parties. And we used to in Beverly Hills, I mean, we used to be like, I, I became such a snob. I'd be like, no, let's just drive the Porsches that are BMWs, like everybody else can drive the Volvos or whatever else. And I, like, I I mean, we used to, we would drag race people's cars down the street to Beverly Hills. It was terrible. (laughs) I took this guy's 911 on a rainy day up the canyon. And I was like, I'm just gonna go up here and turn it around. Oh, my God. Yeah. So never trust a valet. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, well, sorry people <laughs> i never never ruined anybody's car i just took it for it's just very I i
0: i'm a, i can admit more more adventures that i've done like that but it's like interesting that we've done this stuff and it's like <laughs> most people wouldn't even know what we're doing it i guess i do have an adventuresome side
1: see see mm-hmm. i get people to tell their stories what can i say <laughs> well,
0: yeah, oh yeah well now my best friend uh richie passed away in 2003 and uh just weeks before he died he bought a ferrari his first ferrari And, um, he, his older brother, I'm still friends with his older brother and still talk to his older brother every day, but like his older brother was like away or something. So I was using his Lexus for something. He was, and, and I returned the Lexus and like his, his older brother bought the Ferrari and was driving it. Well, we're sitting at coffee one morning at Starbucks and Jeff comes in and he goes, Hey, man, I got the Ferrari up to 130 last night. And I looked at him and I said, Jeff, I had your Lexus at 165. (laughs) And he went. My Lexus will do 165. I said, Yeah, at about 166, it starts cutting out. It's okay though up until that point.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. And here are the keys. <laughs> yeah.
0: but I, wait a minute. It's funny because, like, I, I even after that, I drove a ton of his cars because, like, he was. A, I, I had a car. Wow, out. he trusted I, you after that. <laughs> I, I mean, I never wrecked anybody's cars. I knew how to do it responsibly. You know. Um, right. You know, my my. My Harley, I had like when I used to ride to 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 California, I'd go I twenty and I ten through West Texas. Will you get I 20 past Midland, Texas? You can open that throttle all the way up and hit yeah. lock, lock on that throttle and go because there's nobody for a hundred right. so miles straight. Yeah.
1: Well, um, the the thing that people, you know, I like I'll meet somebody and they'll be like, Oh, you're a stunt driver? And like, what can you do? or whatever. Or, you know, they'll say, What have you done? blah blah blah. They always ask about my career. I go, um, do you want to give me your keys? I'll show you what we can do. <laughs> I say it every time I have one guy, one guy, one guy gave me his boxer. I was like, seriously, let's go, dude. Let's go. <laughs> but not many people go for that <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> yeah.
0: So anyway, it's just, it's, you know, it's like, they're, they're, I bet everybody listening has got some adventure they wish they would have tried. And now listening to you today, they're going, well, this girl, did it. why can't I? <laughs>
1: That's right. <laughs> Why not? Why? If I'm inspiring anybody out there, that's awesome. <laughs> awesome.
0: Awesome. So what so what are some of the adventures you're going to take on over the next year?
1: Well, I mean, the international travel has been, you know, thwarted by this thing going on, you know, kind uh, this, this, of this, annoying.
0: I don't <laughs> want to say it's a fake disease or anything like that. Cause I get yelled at, so I won't. <laughs> oh,
1: it's just, you know, it's, it's put a damper in my plans. I have been trying to do Patagonia and, um, and Africa for the last two years. So mm-hmm. as soon as that opens up, but you know, we have a beautiful country here. America is so beautiful. And I just, like I said, I was just up, we, you know, So I'm in the Detroit area now, and we we refer to the northern part of the state as up north. So I'll be going up north um, in a couple days. And then beyond the bridge is the... And I cannot believe I have not spent time on the West part of it until just recently. And I can't believe the beauty. I'm no offense to Vermont, but I'm telling you those fall colors up there are incredible right now. And then we'll have, you know, when the snow comes, I'm, they have, um, ice caves up there Mm -hmm. and the ice from Lake Superior. I'm looking forward to photographing that. Um, I recently met a gentleman here who is an ice climber and I've been trying to photograph that for a while. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, I'm always looking, I mean, for your listeners, I'm always looking for, you know, athletes to photograph in you know, extreme environments. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so I was up in Northern Minnesota. All that was really beautiful um and i the only state that i haven't gone to yet is north dakota so if i can get there before the snow gets too bad i'm going to try and make it there and i also love the pnw the pacific northwest mm, so yeah. at some point um get back out there i was there last fall and um but this country there's there's so much to see and do and i've just opened myself up to um new clients and new adventures and so uh people can reach out to me and and um, invite me. I always say, be careful. If you invite me somewhere, I will take you up on that invitation. Show up what? on your first step, you know? <laughs> yeah, you got an open invitation
0: to Texas because you got two friends down here.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I was actually supposed to come down and help um, Sandra, um, that was a possibility of helping her with some of the equine therapy, um, that she's doing. Mm-hmm. So, so who knows? I may end up down there, but yeah, it's pretty open-ended right now. Like I said, my focus is the Arctic wildlife refuge, um, expedition, which is like next summer. So, um, really kind of working towards that goal. Um, we'd love to spend more time in Alaska. My fear about Alaska is that I'm usually a solo traveler and, there's a lot of things that can eat you up there. So <laughs> the one time that I went was on my only cruise, only because um, uh, you know it was safer. <laughs> so, but there's there's a I've been ticking off my national parks, and there's there's like eight in that state, and there's wow. just it's such an expanse of places to see. So if if I'm restricted to, you know, this country, there's there's plenty to see and do. So I did go um, internationally to St. Martin down to the Caribbean, uh, Caribbean, however you like to say it um, twice this year. So um, um, I usually don't have a tan or in my hair is always the same because I'm always doubling stunt people or doubling actresses, I should say. Mm-hmm. And so it was the first time I was actually photographing in like a bikini running around on the beach with a tan. It was very weird to me, but um So, um, yeah, and we'll see. And, and stunt work still in the back pocket, but there's a lot of craziness about to happen right now Mm -hmm. The the, um, crew is about to strike. And so it might be a little, it might be quiet for a while. So,
0: um, I'm curious though, could you tell us some people you have stunt doubled?
1: Um, well, first of all, a whole ton of people, a whole plethora of women you've, you've you don't know their names, but you've recognized. So Mm -hmm. I'm a tall blonde, and there's a lot of tall blonde actresses out there, but I have um, doubled uh, Catherine Heigl on on one particular project. I have a girlfriend that has doubled her for her whole career. Um, um, Heather Graham, um, um, but yeah, there's, um, oh my gosh, I did one of my favorites, speaking of car stunts, I got to double um, Kristen Stewart, driving a 68 Mustang in the LA River on a Rolling Stones video. So oh, wow. that was one of those like, I'm too cool for myself right now. <laughs> like, yeah, that's cool. Is yeah. this really happening? Yeah. <laughs> so but I have I have another I have my photography website, but I also have a stunt website which is Trouble on Wheels. So if anybody wants any you know, answers to questions. Oh, the, the one thing that people are totally obsessed with is that I've spent a lot of time as a zombie, as a Walker, as they call them on walking dead. So, Oh, okay. Yeah. That's kind of the kind of a universal thing. Like I, you know, I was in Germany listening to people talk speak German and the, the only thing I picked up was walking dead. And I was like, should I go freak them out right now with a picture of me as a zombie? (laughs) So, but yeah, that's, that's something that I know that people are very, they love that show so much. So.
0: So yeah, I I like I know what Alan, uh, you know what what ones Alan has done as well.
1: Well, years. Alan is so easy because Alan yeah. has done Tom Hanks his whole career. I, yeah, you know? Tom
0: Hanks, I have, I, and this <laughs> I know the one he doesn't have. I still have. I have I have my Wilson ball up here. Oh so. my
1: god! Oh mm-hmm. my god! I just have to tell you the island that I was on in in the Boundary Waters. Yeah. Um The Boundary Waters is a canoe wilderness in northern Minnesota. It's like a million acres. It's 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 a beautiful place. But I had one squirrel on the island, and I named him Wilson. <laughs> I, was like, I was on the island for a few days going a little crazy. I was like, <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've had that for, I think, eight or nine years. I got it like eight or nine years ago. I was at a convention, and they were giving them away. And I'm like, I got to have that in my uh, Did you thing. have my him ass- sign it? No, I have not. I should have Alan Dude, sign No, you I-
1: have to have him sign it.
0: Yeah. I have the things I have. Okay, they're down here. This is the collectibles I'm into.
1: Nice.
0: I'm a. I was a big Dale Earnhardt fan. Nice.
1: I had, um,
0: I had probably twenty thousand dollars worth of Earnhardt collectibles, and in two thousand three, my car was stolen when I was moving, and it was like we were loading it up to move, and they took oh. it when we were when it was packed, and um, no, yeah, that was one of, one of the few that my wife has found that that uh, that,
1: looked, that, had, that oh happened. no.
0: I have this one as well, but this one was my dad's. I bought two of these, one for me, one for my dad. And then when dad passed away, I got his. So yeah. that's awesome. Mine's going.
1: Well, so, I'll get. I'll send you. I'll send you one of my little, like, see, my logo. Oh, cool! That's my logo. I'm trying to get it straight so you guys can see it. That's my oh, logo. I'm gonna, it,
0: I'm, gonna, hold on, I'm gonna blow it up real quick. Cool.
1: There you go. Check that out. So right. I have to tell you. So this this little girl right here. That's my little, my little mascot. So I, um, before I left for Europe, I did a, I I often have these little visions of a photo shoot and I wanted to do an underwater shoot. Um, I'm, I'm very much a tomboy, but I'm also very much a girl. And so I did a photo shoot of me in a very beautiful, elegant dress shooting my recurve bow jumping in the air. So I showed up to this this photo shoot with a a mini tramp and my bow and arrow and all this stuff. But the photo is really gorgeous. And it shows my femininity, but also my strength. And so I had wanted to do this other photo shoots in the similar vein of me in a beautiful dress in a pool. And I near drowned. It was like, (laughs) like, it was so not what I thought it was going to be. And I'm like fighting this dress and my hair. And it was like insane. But we ended up getting a beautiful photograph. And I had just gone to like the local Goodwill and bought this like $6 J-Lo dress. And I thought, I'm going to ruin it. Well, it came out of the pool after being in the pool for like four hours and it's polyester. So it was like indestructible and it was perfect. So I took it with me when I went to Europe and I always wanted I wanted to do these like a series of me as a little splash of color in an epic landscape. So the first photo that I did was like on a black sand beach in, in Iceland. And it's become, you know, it's now I've taken this dress with me all over the world and shot some in the Himalayas. And so it became part of my logo. So that is the girl in the orange dress with a camera in her hand on top of the the M mountain that represents my last name and um, a globe, you know, behind it. So that's that's my little logo. But I'll have to send you I'll send you a little some paraphernalia. So you have some of my logo stuff.
0: I'll have to. I'll have to get that and have that put up on my shelf.
1: Yes, absolutely, so, absolutely. Yeah.
0: More show memorabilia. So yeah. anyway,
1: uh, uh,
0: well, uh, before before you go, I want to make sure everybody has a way to find out more about you. Your website is
1: is uh daylynmathews.com. It's really easy. Mm It's really easy to find. And um on Instagram I'm Dalen Matthews as well. Mm -hmm. Um I have, you know, Facebook, Dalen Matthews Studio, and Twitter is um they're all linked on my website. So it's easy to find me there. Uh LinkedIn is everything
0: matches, right?
1: Everything matches. Yeah. I think the only thing Tim
0: the marketing company, everything matches you know
1: what the only thing that I think uh, Twitter wouldn't let me change something when I was branding. And so it says photography chick, you know, so um, but you can still search me on my name. So, yes, everything matches easy to find.
0: Uh, <laughs> I know everything was me. I, I, I switch everything with me with Tim. And uh, for the longest time, my one Facebook page, because there's a lot of Tim Gillette's. But my oh, one my Facebook, god. yeah, my one Facebook page, I took it because of I used to have the long hair. If you see my old pictures, yes, yes. Uh, long hair, and uh, everybody told me I look like Tom Petty. So I bought the domain name, not TomPetty.com.
1: Oh my god, that's perfect. I worked with Tom Petty back in my production days. Oh my gosh, you're right. You totally look like Tom Petty. <laughs> like
0: I would go to an airport and like a random airport, and I'd be sitting at the bar and somebody would come over and go, You know, you look like Tom Petty. Like, but the 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 one that really made me consider Looking into that was yeah. LAX Southwest Terminal, going through t uh, through through uh, um through uh, security. security, yeah, yeah, and a security agent comes up and goes Tom Petty, and I'm like, <laughs> no, I just look like him, and he followed me all the way to my gate to get an autograph.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I, that's why what makes me the perfect stunt double. I always say this because I once a day I get the whole, you look like somebody. And it's always, you know, it's, it's like, yeah, my my one of a kind face, as I say, <laughs> you know, looks like everybody else. And
0: like, I was, I have a friend who does like documentary stuff here in Dallas and they're kind of on pause what they do it. But uh, I think it's for the real, the e, the e real network, like e uh-huh. real, real channels like she does. Yeah. And she said, "If I ever, if we ever do one on Tom Petty, we're using you." But I'm like, yeah. well, Now you doesn't matter. I cut my hair off now, but um, they have
1: wigs, darling. They have. I wigs. know.
0: I know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's what that's that was mine. So, well, before you go, uh, dylan we have a little game we like to play with all of our guests. I have seven envelopes. You pick three of these envelopes, and I'm going to ask you the three questions in each one of those three
1: envelopes. Okay. So pick
0: them up. Pick them in order. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Pick the numbers.
1: Shoot. Number eight's my daughter's favorite number. So there's no eight. All right. No eight. So there's no eight. So we'll just go with number one. How about we start with number one? Don't one. We?
0: All right. Pick a second one. Four.
1: Four. That's four. my lucky number.
0: And one more.
1: Oh. How about seven for my dad because he loved playing craps.
0: <laughs> oh, gotta love that one um so yeah we have a total of like eight or nine of these and we switch them in envelopes so we don't know what, i don't know what i'm going to get to you today
1: okay
0: should so I this is, is gonna be fun <laughs> number one all right Your questions today are Ooh, i love this one uh-oh number one marvel or dc comics
1: um oh gosh Seriously. So quick story. My friend had a uh evil Knievel um uh action figure in his glove compartment of his Jeep. And I was like, oh, I want to have an evil Knievel. I want an action figure in my car. So I went to the store and I went into Walmart or something, and there were no female action heroes. And I said to the guy working there, I go, where are the female action heroes? He goes, Well, there's an aisle of Barbie right next door. And I go, dude, you need to walk away before I hurt you. I was like, wait, what? So now we're finally in a place where we have, we have a Captain Marvel and we have a Wonder Woman. And I think those are split, aren't they? Isn't DC Wonder Woman?
0: I don't know which one's which I just put it on there to find out who really has a passion about one or the other.
1: And I, and you know, and, and, yeah, like I love Black Widow, but she's not a superhero. Yeah. So that's a tough one. I love Wonder Woman, but you know, we're doing all the Marvels. I just worked on a Marvel film. So I guess I'm going to have to go with Marvel right all now. I right. guess
0: right. <laughs> yeah, some of these have passion behind them and some of them have passion behind them. For the people well, I'm I,
1: I kind of want to walk in between both of them. So I don't know. That, that's that happens on a few
0: questions <laughs> in, out of all my questions, but question number two. McDonald's or Taco
1: Bell? Neither, neither. I I don't eat fast food. The only fast food I'll ever eat is In-N-Out Burger. You know, I'm a Californian. So in and out Burger. That,
0: yeah. that was, I was going to put one, I was going to, I still might make one that says Whataburger. in and out Burger, man. Yeah. in and out
1: Burger. Yeah. No. But I did work, I, my first job was at McDonald's.
0: Yep, I love McDonald's. Like that, that McDonald's has always been my favorite fast food. I love In and Out Burger. They're my favorite right now, but McDonald's for years. I mean, I when I was broke and homeless, I ate McDonald's every day.
1: We were all poor at one time, right?
0: (laughs) So, um, question number three: the Dallas Cowboys or the Pittsburgh Steelers?
1: Dude, you're not gonna like me right now, but I'm gonna have to go with Steelers because, okay, so growing up, our, our family friends right next door, um, they were Steelers fans. And so uh, it might, you know, that's, that's, you know, if you talk about college ball, though, you wanna talk college ball, that's a different story. I'm a Wolverine through and through. So if you wanna talk, you know, do an Ohio State or, or Mich- mm-hmm. U of M one of these days. Yeah. So yeah. So sorry about that.
0: <laughs> no, no, I don't mind. I, I'm I grew up in Pennsylvania. All right, yeah, that's all. right. Yeah. So, yeah. So when it comes to the Cowboys living in Dallas for 25 years, I learned that uh as a Philadelphia Eagles fan that, that we have two favorite teams. The Eagles fans have two favorite teams. Number one, the Eagles, most and foremost. Number one, right, number two good. favorite team is whoever's playing Dallas.
1: <laughs> there you go. Bump, bump. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, they have to be controversial that go nationwide. Otherwise, this doesn't work. So, right, right. Envelope uh, number four is our next selection. Here we go. Ooh. I love it when the girls get the boys' questions.
1: Oh, well, I'm kind of a boy anyway, so how about it?
0: Boxers or briefs? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, are you asking my preference on a man wearing them, or is this well, what a you're wearing? On I'm not seeing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, boxers. boxers. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm blushing a little bit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I had I had one girl come on that got that question one time, and she basically went to me. She said, "Listen." By the time I get him down to those, I hope he's got nothing on. And I'm like, oh, my hey,
1: goodness. goodness. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, uh, question number two in our envelope, and number four, and that is Coke or Pepsi? Once again, neither. Don't
1: I don't drink either one of them. No, nope.
0: I, I don't. Either, I'll drink Coke every now and then. But like I drink if I drink a soft drink, I have, I have Dr. Pepper. And I think I buy like a six pack every two weeks.
1: Well. Yeah. you've had you've had me on for a few minutes here can you I I haven't had a cup of coffee since my college days I can't do it and sorry I, I can't have any kind of caffeine so yeah. and we always and I always say nobody wants to see that anyway because I have a lot of natural high energy so I don't really need it but if I drink a soda it's a root beer oh yeah birch yeah.
0: beer we had this we had this Pennsylvania Dutch birch beer we used to get
1: oh is that good good yeah yeah, yeah.
0: so um, my last one here, which would be adventuresome with you in this envelope. And that is, would you rather stay
1: in a hotel or camping? Oh, camping. 100%. I'm thinking you going to be a camper. <laughs> the best sleep ever is sleeping on the ground. And you know, the more we learn about like our connection with the earth, it's like really grounding it's just like, you need to go outside and put your feet in the grass you know, yeah. once a day, if you could, you know, at least once a week, but actually reconnect with the earth. And I really do. I think I do connect with the earth when I'm camping. So.
0: Yeah. I, my wife loves to camp. I, uh, to me, camping is a four-star hotel.
1: <laughs> you would have not liked that storm I was in. I'll just say that.
0: <laughs> um, we stayed, uh, it, we stayed, uh, like we went a uh, 2019. We went on a, a, our summer vacation trip and we went through like New Mexico and northern Texas and back and we did like every other night we'd stay camping one night hotel one night camping one night hotel one night to balance right yeah
1: yeah and we you get Al- a shower that way yeah, yeah.
0: Albuquerque <laughs> New Mexico we stayed camping and the place we got for camping literally the whole night was blowing the tent over and like the tent I'm like it, uh-huh. yeah I'm like oh I hated it but anyway yeah um so let's go to our last envelope. Okay. Here we go. I've made it through so far. You've got it through so far. Oh, this is the easy one. Yay! Yeah. Lucky In seven. your car, do you now listen to podcasts or music?
1: Um, I do I do on long drives. Mm-hmm. Um, actually I catch up on my phone calls. Um, but I do I do listen to music, um, but I listen to audiobooks. So okay. yeah. I
0: used to do that when I drove truck in the early nineties, I listened to audio books, books on tape. Like yeah. I yeah. used to get cassette tapes at truck yeah, exactly. I to them in my truck.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so I do like the audio books. I like, I love actually interviews. I love listening to people really, you know, people that are really skilled, you know, inter- as an interviewer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're interesting guests. Um, I do um, a lot of, when I'm editing photos, I listen to a lot of YouTube interviews, I, I guess, you know, f- called podcasts or whatever, but I listen to them on YouTube. Um, yeah, I have a neurobiologist that I I really love listening to. So <laughs> talks about the brain and all the, you know, sports on the brain. And it just is fascinating to me. So, so yeah.
0: And yeah, we, we took a road trip one time. My wife and I, we were listening to she got me into listening to the lady who's on um, on like uh, public radio. And I can't think of her, she's a really good interviewer. And she was interviewing Howard Stern of all things. Like I was never a Howard Stern fan, um, but I always have studied Howard Stern because you know how he how he became successful. And she was talking about that. And Howard talking mm-hmm. on the interview and saying, I had to learn to interview people. He yeah. never did.
1: Yeah, it's it's really you. I mean, you must know. I mean, it's it's a skill, it really is. And, and some people, um, there's this one gentleman I listen to, I literally am writing down words. He has the most impressive vocabulary. And to Mm -hmm. me, it's awesome because I'm like, wow, I'm learning new things right now. Just listening to him ask questions. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, and that's why I, I I mean, I created my show here around the idea of, I want to learn to interview people so I can get to know them. Yeah. So I love it when I get like a, you like you, I didn't know you before today's show. I I really know you. (laughs)
1: And you've made me feel very comfortable. So thank you very much. Cool. <laughs> well,
0: three more questions we got. Number two in this one here is high heels or boots?
1: Oh God, just this last move was so difficult. I've moved a lot, but you know, I'm always moving, but I'm actually full nomad right now. And I'm not a shoe person. I am not like, I love wearing high heels. You know, it's the, the girl part of me, but definitely more of a tomboy. And just putting, I had to have a whole tub of, are you ready for it? Cowboy boots, hiking boots, you know, like winter snow boots, um, Mm -hmm. just a pair of dressier boots. I'm like, I just have a tub full of boots and and tennis shoes, you know, trail shoes and tennis shoes. It's like ridiculous. I go, I think I threw in like one pair of high heels. (laughs) Oh,
0: Oh, no, they're downstairs. I was going to show you my sneakers that I have, but I'll bet you never guess what kind of sneakers I would have. Vans. What, what, like, maybe there would be some Chucky e. T's, Chucky e. T's, huh? Chucky's, no? but, but, but maybe there would be somebody's, somebody's design might be on him. Any idea who
1: Dale Earnhardt, like, nope.
0: no, somebody's design? We've talked about him already on the show, though.
1: Oh man, you're gonna quiz me on this? No, ah, uh,
0: I have so much Van Halen stuff. Oh, the Van Halen stuff, <laughs> yeah, the Van Halen, remember the Van Halen, the, the, the. Yeah, I've got a pair of sneakers. Yeah, yeah
1: like the pattern, right? Yeah. Is it like orange and white or something? It's, it's, or? it's
0: red, red, white, and black. Is is It's kind of an oh, orange okay. and red, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. That's so funny.
0: That's the pair of sneakers. Other than that, I've got like 14. It, pairs of how cowboy was I boots. supposed to
1: guess that? I didn't know that they made sneakers that yeah. were Van Halen sneakers.
0: <laughs> I, I, I mean, I got them after he passed away. But yeah. um, uh, but I, most of what I used to wear, like when I go to a, speak at an event, I'm wearing cowboy boots. I have 14 yeah. different pairs of cowboy boots. One of them is a custom-made pair. Yeah. you spent some money on those. Um, actually, I got them secondhand. So my old um, clothing person, she she's a she works in Hollywood, but uh-huh. she had a side business doing like clothing consultant, and she had a client that was oh, at, had to, had to dress up for a, an event as a cowboy in Tennessee. So he went and had these boots made, paid a thousand dollars to have them made. Wore them one time, gave them yeah. to her and said, "Here, get rid of them." awesome. She sold them to me for like $300. And I'm like, perfect. I have boots. I've paid seven to $800 for that are nowhere near as good a quality as these. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I have a pair of kind of muck ones. And then I have my cowboy, my cowboy boots, which are my riding boots. You know,
0: Yeah. 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 So, my last one is, is when you go to the movies, do you get popcorn or candy, candy,
1: Candy. lots and lots of candy Candy. raising (laughs) it. Raisin
0: answers no. Goobers,
1: guy. man, goobers. goobers. Well, raisins are only meant to be in a box without anything else on them. <laughs> uh, okay. I don't like them in cookies. I don't like them in my cereal. It's just like in a box. <laughs> there's,
0: a, there, there's a question I could put on. I mean, having them in cookies is. I I do not like, and I'm sure you probably do. I do not like chocolate chip cookies.
1: Yeah, that's kind of weird, Tim. I, oh, no, no. I, would, if I
0: put up there, if I put up a question, you know, peanut butter cookies or chocolate chip? i take the peanut butter all day long. I well, love I like it. peanut butter
1: chocolate chip. How about that? Yeah, anything well, you with yeah. chocolate.
0: Yeah, the peanut butter chocolate chip we used to make back East with the Hershey mm. Kiss into it. So chocolate,
1: yeah, peanut yeah. butter. Yeah, Kissy cookies. cookies. They call them yeah. Kissy cookies. Yeah, yes. yeah, we make those for Christmas. Absolutely. Love
0: them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway, it has been fun having you on the show today. I want Thank to make sure one me. more time people on the audio as well as video can
1: hear your website. So tell them one more time, how they get hold of you. DaylinMatthews.com on um, the internet and on Instagram, it's Daylin Matthews as well. I've got a Twitter, I've got a Pinterest, I've got a LinkedIn, I've got a Facebook, that's Daylin Matthews Studio. So there's so many ways to reach me. And with my stunt career, there's like 20 Google pages of me. So You know, you type my name in, you'll find me.
0: (laughs) Cool. Cool. All right. Well, I appreciate you being on the show. All right. Taking time out of your schedule today and 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 sharing with my guests. All right. I really appreciate that. Thanks so much. Thanks so
1: much for having me. It's been a blast. Thank you. I really appreciate it. All right.
0: To you guys, the listeners, all right. Thank you for being a listener and tuning in today. All right. If you haven't already, go over to DalenMatthews.com and check this girl out. She is one of the coolest people on the planet. I'm Tim Gillette. With the Tim Gillette Show, be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel as well as where you get your podcast. And I'll be back with another great guest real soon. Have a great day, guys. Bye.
1: Bye.